Good morning, geeks. I was doing a little dance there, and you probably couldn't tell except for the clicking of this chair, which is quite annoying. I'm going to stop moving. <laughs> Welcome to Stace and Barry in the morning. I am Stace, and joining me across the internet airwaves this delightful, crisp Saturday morning is... My, I sounded like I had a cold, then I said morning. That wasn't purposeful, it just happened. Uh, is my delightful co-host, Barry Nugecake. You're right, Duck. Hello, everyone. You've got yeah. to pick a pocket or two, <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I thought I'd, uh, thought I'd start with a little bit of a little bit of all of a twist there for you. Good one. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to sound so sarcastic. I just didn't know how to react to the encouragement of pickpocketry. And yet that's how it came out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know that I like the idea of encouraging pickpocketing. I was either Go going to start off with that or I was going to start off with Dick Van Dyke. So it was a... <laughs> I mean, I think I'd appreciate that more because I am actually wearing a, a skirt with pockets today, which is very unusual for ladies to have items of clothing with pockets, even though pockets are hella useful. Um, there's nothing in them, though, so you'd be pickpocketing air, but still. Okay, good you know, to get, out, get out of my pockets, bro. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have bloody long hands if I'm going to pick your pockets for where I'm sitting. That, that, that is true. I mean... No, because you're sitting right next to me on this yes. sofa, yes. this definite Saturday morning sofa. Yeah. <laughs> Outside, I can see London. Uh, it's a crisp, sunny morning in London on Saturday morning. Oh, it's just what a corker of a day, yeah. eh? God bless you, London. <laughs> Keep on smiling, eh? Chim chimney. Chim chimney. <laughs> chim chimney, chim chimney, chim Sweet is as lucky as lucky as you. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chiri. Good luck and I don't know how the rest of it. A sweeper's as lucky as lucky can be. Yeah. There you go. So it goes. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> All right, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I can't help it. Once I go Dick Van Dyke, it just, you know, it, just, it all goes to pot. Oh, dear. Okay. Sorry. What are you like? What are you like? Apparently, I'm like Dick Van Dyke. Hey, oi! <laughs> <laughs> I've got visions of you in this like dirty chimney sweep outfit, and it's not great. I've got to, I've got to admit. Do your chimney for your missus? Oh, that actually sounded quite. Right. Oh no! <laughs> Get out of my chimney, you! <laughs> you're in my pockets, then you're in my chimney. What next? Yeah. Don't answer that. No. Don't anybody answer that. No. <laughs> I feel like now's a good time to do a segment. I think that's a great idea, Stace. It's time for a segment, not a segment of Orange that comes out at half-time in a football match. A different kind of segment. Yeah, the musical musings kind of segment. Jazz. I thought you were going to lose it when it started. What? When you you started, I thought, oh, she's committed herself to quite a high note, but you pulled it off. (laughs) Well done. Thanks. I'm oh ye of little faith. Uh, <laughs> I am. Um, I feel like this next bit of music is either going to be one that you're going to be like, yes, Stace, virtual high five, smack, um, or you're going to be like, wow, that's a weird choice. Uh, but <laughs> I um, yesterday, Rich and I decided to watch the BFG, uh, and it was shit. It was really shit. So, <laughs> okay. so to cleanse, 
yeah, to cleanse our palates, we were like, hey, should we watch a movie we both definitely like that is legitimately one of the best movies ever made? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So we watched Robocop. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you can get to, like, a, that's a weird double bill, but still, mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself. Um, and I d- it didn't. I haven't seen this movie for a good couple of years now, and uh, and I'd forgotten how amazing theme tune to it is, like that that cracking piece of music that I'm sure Barry will like seamlessly edit in here, so that I don't sound like a div. But it's like it's unusual for action movies from the '80s because it's not like electronic or anything like that. It's like a big orchestral piece that's very very dramatic. And um, and it, yeah, it's a bit weird for an action movie. But call by me, it did half suit it. And like every time it comes on, I'm like, yes, this is the business. <laughs> so good. Is that, um, is that... That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, I feel a bit bad that I didn't um, pay attention to who done a compose of that song. And I feel like it's because it's somebody with a surname I can't pronounce. Um, I, I feel like I can hear Barry looking it up. Uh, no, I thought I knew it anyway, but I needed to double check, and I was right. It's uh, Basil Podoris, who did the um, he did the soundtrack for uh, the Conan films, the uh, Conan the Barbarian. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. I've not seen that film. I should probably watch it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Here we go. It's a here's a new new segment. I haven't seen that by Stacey Taylor. You, you haven't seen Conan the Barbarian. No, I haven't. I think should've. you should. You should. Have you ever, okay? Put a different way. Have you mm-hmm. ever listened to the Conan the Barbarian soundtrack? No. Okay. Right. Even if you don't watch the film, which I love, it's I absolutely love that film. Um, you should listen to the soundtrack. You'd, especially given what you've just said about Robocop, you'd love the uh, Conan the Barbarian soundtrack. It is awesome. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe I'll give that a whirl then. Because I've been um, I've been trying to listen to more music this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just because last year, last year I bogged myself down in podcasts, which sounds like it'd be a good way to spend your time. But then when you realise you've got seventy five unlistened to podcasts at the end of the year, you're like, I've got to trim this shit down, man. <laughs> I said the same I, I, thing about my fro. <laughs> yes, your glorious, glorious fro. Um, <laughs> oh, wish you had a fro. You touch the fro, you guts to go. <laughs> I um, I constantly have people asking if they can touch my hair, and I'm like, I don't know, how clean are your hands? Anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there. So Robocop is an amazing film with yes. an amazing soundtrack, yes. and... Um, yeah, like it kind of struck me. I, I don't know. I don't know why I thought this, but I don't remember it being that violent and gruesome. <laughs> um, but it's like it's it's yeah, it's hella gross. And I found out today because I was listening to an episode of the Blank Check podcast with um, Griffin Newman and David Sims, I think it is, um, where they did an episode on RoboCop, and I found out that the guy, you know, the guy who gets blasted to smithereens in the office. Yes. He apparently holds the world record for the most blood squibs used on him in a movie. <laughs> Which is, you can absolutely tell because there's like, there's like a thousand gunshots going into that guy. Poor guy. Oh, is that the one he gets uh, shredded he gets... by the N209? Yeah, that's the one. seconds to comply one. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 that's the guy. Poor guy. Poor, yeah. poor guy. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's it's an amazing theme and an amazing movie, and everybody should like watch and listen to it. Cool. Thumbs up. Okay. Um, do I do music and music? I can't believe I can't remember. I think we usually do them together. Okay. Um, it, uh, it would be too easy to pick. Um, Conan. Conan. Damn it. <laughs> but I, I kind of want to, actually. Mm. Um, I'm so not going to stop you. I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting, because I need to know what the name of the... Uh, there's so many I could pick, actually, from uh, the soundtrack. Well, actually, one of 12, because there's only 12 tracks, so do you know. Um, but uh, there are two that I would say, oh, that's just so many. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you listen to no other track on the Conan Barbarian soundtrack, um, the it's the first track. If you don't listen to that first track and it doesn't make you want to listen to the rest of the album and go and make your own sword and, and forge some sort of legend or just... <laughs> I, do you know what I mean? I, 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 you're dead to me. Um, it's called Prologue, Anvil of Krom. And it actually starts with uh, Conan's kind of narrator telling the story of Conan mm-hmm. um, and it ends with now let me tell you the days of high adventure now I'm sorry you had me there <laughs> and the music hasn't even started yet <laughs> and then the music just kicks in and it's just brilliant and I think that soundtrack that that track when you listen to it you will go I've heard that before because it's been it's such a well known um, piece of music that's been used um, a few times it was used in the um do you remember the film Gladiator with Russell Crowe back in the day? Oh, yeah. I love that yeah. soundtrack. The first trailer for that um, used this piece of music. There you go. Little, ah. little yeah. It's fantastic. So, yeah, that's uh, Prologue and Vault of Crom. Um, after that, I think you'll listen to the whole album anyway. But if you if you don't, I would also recommend listening to um, Battle of the Mounds, it's called. Again, awesome awesome piece of music it's a fan it is generally a fantastic um album to listen to there you go <laughs> are you okay yeah. i feel like i've got to go and listen to it now and then watch the film it's just awesome <laughs> is it the kind of soundtrack uh, that will gear you up for like fighting things because that's that's kind of how i feel about the wonder woman soundtrack it makes me want to go and kick stuff <laughs> pretty much excellent excellent That was a very audible sip of cream soda. I'm really sorry. You can cut that. It's fine. <laughs> shall, shall we crack along? Let's do it. Um, do, which which segment would you like to do next? Do you want to do some comics, or shall I do my pick of the fortnight? Uh, let's do your pick of the fortnight. I'm eager to hear it. Okay, here comes my pick of the fortnight. high with that one and even I wasn't expecting it. I know. For a second, when you went, I thought it was about to go into a whole Coronation Street rift. <laughs> oh dear. And I was a bit, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know what to, what do I do? If she does do it, what do I do? I'm supposed to say it's good. What do I do? <laughs> I will wholeheartedly accept if I ever make the noise of a soap opera that, for you to just tell me how terrible I am. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, 
I'll just cut you off. You'll know. <laughs> just click boobs and that's the end of that ear. episode. <laughs> <laughs> that episode, that podcast series, our relationship. <laughs> I'm just there at the live show waiting for you to arrive in my kitchen. <laughs> sweating. Yeah, it'll be here any moment now. No, I won't. <laughs> Oh, don't say that. Um, anyway, my pick of the fortnight. Hey, that's a thing. So, um, oh, Barry, I read an actual book. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a comic book. It was an actual book. And um, before you get excited, it wasn't yours. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I still haven't got a copy of it. B. I want one. <clears throat> I want one, but I haven't bought it yet because I'm a terrible human being and a friend. <laughs> Oh, terrible human being just covers it, really. He's in a friend. friend. That, the whole terrible friend was kind of rolled into that, to be honest. Yeah, I suppose. I am capital T, the worst. Um, the book that I read, well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with it, so I haven't quite finished yet, but I can't imagine that the last couple of chapters are going to make me, like, hate it, um, is The Book of Dust, which is, like, the first in the new trilogy of His Dark Material stuff from Philip Pullman. Oh, uh, Philip, I know him. Oh, he's a dude, he is. He's an absolute dude. I met him once and I was a proper spanner about it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> I did love him at the time, though. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, so the, the His Dark Materials trilogy um, came out, like, yonks ago. I mean, I read them when I was still at primary school, so that was, like, more years ago than I care to admit. Um, and are probably still some of my favourite books, like, even now that I'm an adult, because I think they're the only books that I've ever read more than twice. Um, Just absolutely amazing, like, sort of fantasy, epic, drama, awesome times. Um, And the the Book of Dust is the first of the sort of prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. And... um, I know a lot of people are kind of panicking a la Star Wars, like, oh, no, prequels, though, because they're a bit, you know, prequels can be rough because you kind of know where the story's got to go and blah, blah, blah. Well, d- fuck that noise, because this is amazing. <laughs> 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 I am in. Within about two chapters, I was like, yep, sold. Philip Pullman strikes again. What a dude. Um, loving it. Absolutely loving it. Like, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. Obviously, it's not the kind of thing you can go and read without having read his dark materials. Although I will say, maybe you could and read them in like chronological order rather than release order. But I don't know if that would work. I don't know if that would, obviously, because I can't go back in time and not read <laughs> the original trilogy. Well, and I, see would, how I would have thought it, it would work, though, wouldn't it, if it's supposed to be a prequel, surely? Well, you would think so, but I don't, I don't know whether a lot of my enjoyment of this is coming from like, noticing things that I'm like, oh, that's going to be a thing. And, oh, what's going to go on with that that's going to, you know, make this happen? And, uh, like, I think part of my, excuse me, I think part of my excitement is, like, sort of knowing what's coming up but not knowing how we're going to get there, if that makes sense. Yeah. So there's lots of little, like, Easter eggy nuggets of, like, oh, here's something that you know a bit about, but, mm, mmm, mmm, teas, mmm, tasty. And so... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> all right yeah. get a room um, well, I, you know what maybe i will maybe maybe me and this book will get an expensive hotel room and i'll have a big sexy bath and read it again i don't know but um yeah i'm absolutely loving it like i said i haven't quite finished it yet but it would have to take a real big left turn into shotgun to uh to make me dislike it <laughs> so 
obviously, um, you know, the aforementioned that I know of Philip Pullman, um, mm-hmm. we met uh, several years ago, and um, I mentioned to him how much I enjoyed uh, Dark Materials, and yep. um, turned out he had read Fallen Heroes, we had a bit of a conversation about that. Um, Shoot. And then um, I said, I'd really love to be in one of your books, and he said, I'll see what I can do. So there's a character in there called um, Lord Nugent. Shit, there is, that's not you. <laughs> that can't be you. What? How many Nugents do you know? I mean, personally, not many, but I imagine there's quite a few. Come on now. I know I'm gullible, but come on now. <laughs> <laughs> for a moment Yeah, there. for a second. For, for, a, for split a second. second. But, but Barry, come yeah. on now. What? Come on. What? Oh, you don't know that. that. I mean, I don't know it, but I'm fairly you can't, certain. You can't prove or disprove that N- Lord Nugent is, in fact, based on me. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, no, that's true. So I'm choosing to stick with, <laughs> at some stage, Philip Pullman obviously listened to GS and thought, do you know what, that Brian Nugent dude, he'd be great character in my book. I can't be asked to come up with a whole different name, so I'm just going to call him Lord Nugent. I reckon you'd like that. So I'd like to take this opportunity to say, Phil, <laughs> cheers, mate. Much appreciated. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah. Nobody ever puts Stacey's in their books. I'm sulking now. Well, maybe if you read, <laughs> maybe if you read my next book, you might have been in there. You won't know, you won't know though, will you? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Oh, who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> I'll find out one day. Okay, no, the the problem is, is I need to get my fucking copy of Fallen Heroes back off my nan, so I can reread that first because it's been like ten years and I've forgotten it. <laughs> yeah, so have I. I wrote the thing. <laughs> like, no offense to you, but my memory is absolutely shocking. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the fact that I remember who you are most weeks is pretty impressive. Well, I take that as a compliment, honour. That you can remember my name after a week. <laughs> Two weeks. Come on now. Okay. Anyway, so that book, it's really good. good. I do love me some Philip Pullman. I am. Um, I was a bit. I don't know about you, but I was a bit like iffy about. Um, what was the last book in the, the trilogy called? Fuck. I just want to put oh. my hand up whilst you're asking a question, so I don't like you know you don't go further down this road by saying mm-hmm. I only tried. I tried to read. The first book and stopped mm-hmm. and stopped about three quarters of the way through. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I can see why. Uh, I don't know how to describe these books. They're definitely not. For, they're, there's quite a lot of like religious subtext. <laughs> uh, that I thought it was rubbish or anything like that. It just it just wasn't grabbing me at the time. And it's mm-hmm. one of those sort of book series that everyone kind of talks about. And I think at some stage I want to sort of circle back around to it. Yeah. And I think I was going to circle back around it, and then I went and saw. Then I went and saw the film. Oh, that does that won't help you. Yeah, that that added about that added about another sort of ten years on whether or not I was going to read it. <laughs> yeah, that film made uh, made the book seem weirdly boring, considering the books are full of like rad bears and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what? What is this movie doing? But the most interesting um, thing about the film is that Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig had a beard. It was like, oh wow, cool. Oh, old Pouty McPouterson. Yeah. Oh, Daniel Craig. What a handsome Pouty man. Anyway. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, no, I can see like I've got a special attachment to um to the His Dark Materials uh trilogy because this is gonna come across like the most pathetic thing anyone's ever said, but I don't care, I'm gonna say it anyway. When I was at primary school for the last two years I was part of the Birmingham book quiz. Um I don't know if you guys had this kind of thing in like London and such. Um but basically it was like a, a team of four from each primary school in Birmingham um, had to read, I think it was six books, and then do like a tournament against each other. And you got whittled down and whittled down. And um, the first book of the His Dark Materials trilogy was in the year that our school won it for the first time with me on the team. It's yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a fucking boss. And that's how I ended up meeting Philip Pullman because he came to um, the like church hall type place where we got given our trophy and a big massive pile of fucking books nice. and i was like oh my god this is the best day of my life at the time i was only 11 <laughs> <laughs> um so i like associate that book with a lot of like rad times in my life where i was having tons of fun with nerdy friends like geeking out over books um also i read it when i was in hospital with my heart condition so that kind of helped me you know not freak out in a hospital which is good yeah. So, yeah, I'm quite attached to these books. But I was a bit nervous about the book of dust because I thought, like, oh, you know, is it going to be one of those things where it's like he's decided I could do some dosh and those books were popular. So I'll just, like, fart out another three of them and they probably won't be any good, but people will lap them up anyway. But they are, but it is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to get a coaster because I'm very aware of how every time I've had a little drink, I've been like clank as I've put my drink down, so I'm really sorry. It's okay. <sighs> Barry. Yes. Do you want to talk to me about some Saturday morning comics? Yes. No. Cool. Well, that was uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what episode this is, so I was just like starting a sentence I couldn't finish there. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yes, yes, I do want to talk to you about a comic. Excellent. Go on then. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read you the blurb of this comic. I might have mentioned this before on the mm-hmm. uh, on our on our uh, podcast. I forgot what our podcast was doing. <laughs> um, I think I dodged the bullet there. Uh, right, so uh, the blurb goes as read. <clears throat> In the world of half past danger, suddenly the time is two minutes till midnight. The Nazis have created a bioweapon that could be the end of everything, and all that stands in their way are a hard drinking Irishman, a British femme fatale, a Japanese ninja with a pet dinosaur, and an American marine who's literally bulletproof. It's alternate history, pulp science, fiction inspired, over the top, two fisted thriller that finds a world on the brink. And breathe. That's quite exciting, isn't it? It is. I, um, it had me at Pet Dinosaur, if I I'm honest. I, <laughs> I started watching Runaways and I was like, oh my God, Gert has a Pet Dinosaur. Best show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, um, Half Past Danger. This is the sequel uh, to uh, Half Past Danger, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. And this is called <laughs> Half Past Danger 2 Dead to Rights. As in mm. Third Reich. Get it? Oh, we get it, Nazis. Mm. See what they did there. Yeah. Um, and this is by Stephen Mooney, who is the author, artist, cover artist, 
um, Tree in the Tree Farrell, colorist, Tamra Bovillain, or Bo- Bovian. Wow, if you put an ND in that, it'd be Tara Bonvillain. Nice. <laughs> or Tamra Bonvillain, sorry. Colorist. Nick Runge, cover artist. Yee. Um, I absolutely loved the, the first series of this. Um, and I actually wasn't worried about uh, Stephen doing a sequel to it. I was just really excited about him doing a sequel. And we're now four issues in. There's one more issue to go. I read um, issue four. Um, probably about a week or so ago now and um, it's probably my favourite issue so far actually out of this Ooh. out of this series anyway the art in it is just lovely and the way he does action because I think you know one of the most difficult things in a um, an action orientated comic is actually to convey well to convey movement you know mm-hmm. and I think that can be really difficult to do and it can really um, hamper uh, some comics but Stephen doesn't have a problem with that. Um, There's also a fantastic nod to Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. If you know your indie, (laughs) you'll know. Um, And I think the great thing about uh, these comics is that he makes no attempt to hide the fact that he's a massive Indiana Jones fan and and sort of pulp adventure fan. And um, I I interviewed uh, Stephen when he did the sort of first series and we sort of talked quite at length about it, uh, both on the podcast and sort of off the podcast. And there's just so many influences to pulp stuff. And I was sort of talking to him and I was kind of going, did you get that from blah, blah, blah? And he's like, yep. <laughs> did you get that? <laughs> yep. Is he based on Doc Savage? Yep. <laughs> um, so for me, it's it's just, I'm going to be so sad when this series finishes because for me, it's just one of my favourite comics. It's, it's a comic that just puts a smile on my face because it's just old school action. Indiana Jones, everything ends in a cliffhanger, you know, last minute escapes, ninjas, dinosaurs that bite people's heads off. I mean, come on. <laughs> I am I am a terrible human being. We've already discussed this. Yeah, um <laughs> Half Past Danger is something that I always see the banner for at Comic Cons and I think, Good God, that looks gorgeous. And then I don't buy it and I don't know why. <laughs> like i am terrible. because uh, I think there's some the, the artwork in it is really nice, yeah. really really nice, and the covers are delicious. So I don't know what's I don't know what's always put me off. I don't buy a lot at cons anyway, though, because I feel like I'm one of those terrible people who goes around panicking about what to spend their money on and then doesn't spend any money at all. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you, um, uh, pick up comics via Comicsology at all? Um, I don't. I probably should. You probably should. Yeah, I probably should. should probably start with this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm d- yeah. I should definitely give it a whirl because, like I say, it is something that always catches my eye. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, the art is is important in a comic. <laughs> it's like you know, because I've had this argument with people before where they're like, you know, is it, if it's a good story, you can let the the bad art go and vice versa. And I'm like, no, I kind of want them both to be good because comics are quite expensive for what they are, and you don't want fifty percent of it to not be appealing to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> a bit weird. Well, the art's got to work for you, whatever that art is, and you know, yeah. as everyone says, art is subjective, and you know, but f- f- and I'm I'm of the similar sort of camp to you, and. What I sometimes can put me off a comic is where the cover is absolutely 
stunning. And by that, it's, it's an art style that I absolutely love. Then I mm-hmm. open the comic and I'm like, the art style is completely different because they've they've used a cover artist. And I'm kind of like, I feel a bit cheated. Yeah. Um, and you you don't get that with Steven's comics because he does the covers himself. I mean, yeah, he, he has like sort of um, alternate covers and stuff like that. But to be honest, alternate covers are wicked anyway. Um, <laughs> but when you look, I mean, I'm looking at the cover of issue one of Half Past Edge 2 and it's glorious. But that's his art. So you know when you then turn the page, that's the art you're going to be getting inside. Mm-hmm. But again, you can have the, you can have fantastic looking art, well coloured and stuff. But if for an action comic, again, if your if your action is really static and really you know stayed in the you know, really trapped by the panels, then it just it, it could, again it can sort of be a bit stale. But for me, this one just he just nails it. And even in the first series, he had a still one of the best action sequences I read in the comic, which is all set on a train, and you got a sense that the train was moving at high speed, even though oh. you're reading a comic. Nice, you know. And he, he does it again and stuff like. That. He even has a fantastic little mon- montage in this um, issue where they kind of all suit up for battle, and it's like something out of um, the first Avengers film, you know, where they sort of suit up and stuff. And again, yeah. it's, you can almost hear the music as they're sort of all getting their gear together. Also, it always makes me laugh because he's Irish and he always says frecking. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, mainly because I work with someone who's Irish and she's, she does exactly the same thing every five minutes she's swearing, but she says frecking, as in F-E-C-K, as opposed to fucking. Aww. So. But don't do what I did. Don't play a half-past danger drinking game where you take a shot of whiskey every time he swears and says freaking because you will be wasted. <laughs> yeah, that's probably as bad an idea as that time I decided to do a Back to the Future drinking game. Whew. How's that work? We did uh, a shot every time anybody said Back to the Future, 1.21 gigawatts or 88 miles per hour. Now, remember that scene where Marty goes to Doc Brown with the video of him saying 1.21 gigawatts an awful lot and then he repeats it back to the uh, video version yeah. of himself a lot we had to do like nine shots in a row for that scene alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh no somebody pause it I can't drink it out <laughs> ah <laughs> it was a nightmare and we were bladdered <laughs> rookie mistake yep foolish yeah. foolish but anyway, yes, I will give that a whirl because it does sound good. Yeah, so for people who don't know, it is by IDW. Oh, they couldn't, they IDW. Yeah, they is. Cool. Cool. I think that's us. I think, stick a fork in us, I think we are done. We are done like a sexy Saturday morning bacon sandwich. <laughs> I was going with jacket potato, but bacon sandwich works just as well. You can't have a jacket potato for breakfast. I can have a jacket potato whenever I want, god damn it. <laughs> All right, you go and have your jacket potato. Everybody else, <laughs> enjoy your bacon sammies and your coffees. Yeah. Well, so I enjoy my jacket potato. Uh, if you want to tweet at Barry about how wrong he is about having a jacket potato for breakfast, I'm going to draw eyes t- on my jacket potato and call it Dave the Spud. And then you're going to eat it, you sadist. Yeah, right. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Friends of Barry's name, Dave, be a little bit 
concerned, <laughs> you can tweet us at Stace and Barry. You can send us an email, staceandbarry at gmail.com. Uh, do leave reviews on iTunes and all that palaver. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks for some more Saturday shenanigans. Oh, Barry's, Barry's going, ooh, ooh, what? what? Also, I've, I'll be having, a, there'll be a video on YouTube of um, how to make your own uh, Dave the Spud Jack Potato. <laughs> um, that'll, be up, that'll be up later today. Because obviously it's a Saturday morning show. And what's a Saturday morning show about a cookery segment? So, yes. So all you need is uh, Jack Potato, um, two buttons, and, buttons. yeah, for, for the eyes. <laughs> And, you can't um, eat buttons. Yeah, chocolate buttons. Uh, oh, the potato. Yeah, some chocolate buttons for the eyes and um, some, some tin foil for the hat because he's insane, Spud. You're so fucking weird. Uh, but I love you. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> and on that not at all big-headed note, <laughs> <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye, all. Mwah. Happy spudding. Happy Spudder's Day. No, it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) They should have a baked potato day. That'd be awesome. There probably is. Have you been on daysoftheyear.com or whatever it's called? Is that an actual thing? Yeah, it's an actual thing. And it tells you what every every day is. And every day is at least five different days. (laughs) Let me go on it now and tell you what today is. I'm I'm way ahead of you. Oh, go on then. January. Remember it's it's Saturday. (laughs) So... Uh, browse all the days in January. Okay, well, why do I do that? Ah, ah see what you did there, honey. Right. <gasps> what is it? Today, as we record, it is... Yes. Da, 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 da. Can, I, can I get a trumpet sound? It's be worth it. <laughs> chocolate cake day. Yeah, get in. <laughs> it's chocolate cake for breakfast, guys. Yeah. Also on this day, it's Seed Swap Day, Visit Your Local Quilt Shop Day, World Breast Pumping Day, oh dear. National Geographic Day. I think I think we'll, we'll stick with Chocolate Cake Day. Definitely stick with Chocolate Cake Day. I have no idea what World Breast Pumping Day is, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to no. go to the... No. No. No, I'm not clicking on it, no. <laughs> Oh, what are we like? Oh, ooh, okay, that's what pumping day. Okay, it's yeah. what I oh. thought. It's what I thought. <laughs> clues in, the clues in the title. Uh, did you know that January is hot tea month? <laughs> hot tea. Hot tea month. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. There right. you go. True fact. Hey, should we just go? Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> Bye. Bye all.